was gay and it was exciting. Hello and welcome to another episode of Kill James Bond. I am Atlas Cordwell Kelly. I am joined, as always, by my friends Abigail Thorne and Devon. Hey! hey. How you doing? And we watched The Spy With My Joined Face. Joined by Abigail Thorne and Devon. We both look exactly like Alice now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We've had surgery to look like Alice. We've had that facial lavazandification surgery. <laughs> I'm Napoleon Solo and joining me today are Napoleon's Solo. <laughs> <laughs> Napoleon Solo, yeah, all played by Matthew Lubchansky. Uh, this is this is the funniest titled Man from Uncle movie. It's it's only the second one, and we've already had the funniest titled one so far, which is The Spy with My Face. Um, and this is like uh, assembled. This is the the like last one that isn't just recut episodes. They shot this in color side by side with the episodes which they shot black and white. And it's it's great. I'm really looking forward to talking about it because per weight, per number of drops that I have, this has the funniest drops that we've done since at least the Connery years. Hundred fucking percent. The gap in silliness between this one and the previous one is huge. <laughs> this oh, is yeah. so so fucking stupid. They've given up completely already. Yeah. Like they're just like, you know what? Yeah. This yeah. is this is comedy. It's, a, it's gonna be disappointing when it like goes back to being slightly more serious in later ones, because this one is genuinely like one of the most outre. It's so fun. It's a high point. It is. It's like you put a single uh, Roger Moore bond in the middle of the Conneries. Mm. It's like, huh? <laughs> back to yeah. Connery. <laughs> but we begin as 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 all things should in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Opening title, Melbourne, Australia, and then like some weirdly racist music plays. Yeah. Just kind of like, the TF live show. Yeah, exactly. And we see the dangerously close to blackface commandos infiltrating a sort of like villa. And my favorite thing about this, well, there's two things going on in this scene. One is that bits of it are in like weird fast motion over the credits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same as last I time. Yeah. Thought was, yeah, which I thought was because I have no memory for these things, I purge myself of the memory of a movie after I've seen it and done the episode about it. I thought it was just a glitch instead of a stylistic choice because it makes no fucking sense. They're trying to do the kind of Zack Snyder fast motion, slow motion thing, but they don't have the technology for it in 1965, so they just kind of fast forward. But, like the, the awkward bits of dudes climbing over a wall is just like fast forwarded, so they just look oh, fucking the dudes, stupid. The dudes climbing over a wall is something I want to highlight as well, because Uncle's deal is like having gadgets in part, mm -hmm. and we see them deploy the ultimate gadget of Australian Uncle to get over a barbed wire fence, one of them just hands up half of a bike tire. Yeah, it's, it's they a just barbed use wire to climb over. electrified fence, and they're just like, well, we can solve this easily with a big rubber tire, can't mm. we, boys? Mm -hmm. It's perfect. I I envision a whole sort of like universe of Australia of like Uncle's Australian division, <laughs> where every gadget is along <laughs> these lines. It's like your your working resources are an old car and like a case of VB and some tape, you know, some number eight wire, and you just sort of knock stuff together. Long neck, <laughs> VB long neck. Actually, before get that up, yeah. before we get into Australian accents, I should point out. We see Napoleon Solo, we see Ilya Kuryakin, who we haven't really talked about because he didn't really have a role in the last movie, mm. and we see a third man, an Australian uncle agent. Mm. Yeah. An Get Australian rich. uncle. <laughs> yeah. Who Probably in the, the course guy who had of the bike tire. 
Yeah. In the course of infiltrating this house, gets a knife <laughs> thrown perfectly through his shoulder. He walks it off. He doesn't give yeah. a shit about this knife. It's well, so he, he says something. He says something which allows me to present my first drop to you. Accent.wav. Makes it really hard to get my shirt out over it. That's what an Australian sounds like, Definitely. I think. That guy's Canadian, by the way. Mm. Also, uh, we, we see in this that like Robert Vaughn is among them, and, and they're killing people, which mm. Uncle aren't supposed to do. Oh, yeah. But they are, they are like, kicking ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, uh, like, gets in the trunk of a car, lures a guy over, kills him by bundling him into the car, like yeah, a sort of, like, so car fucking, trunk mimic. It's like mimic. a clown routine. Mm. It's so silly. It's like a car trunk mimic, for fuck's sake. My, my, my favourite my favorite <laughs> thing that he does is he... Uh, okay, so he walks past the door. The door is slightly ajar, and he sees a guy in there. But because they don't give a shit when they're making this movie, the extra who is like about to get blown up in this scene is just in the door, like on his hands and knees, like on all fours, like waiting for the next thing to happen. And it fully looks his, like Robert Vaughn sees like, a guy load. bottoming <laughs> and throws a grenade into the room. He disrespects bottom so much. Um, yes. Yeah, he's just so terrified of the fanboys. Things. Yeah. <laughs> also, he shoots. He shoots it's a guard at the top of a spiral staircase, and the guard's death reaction is so. It's hard to describe through an audio <laughs> medium, listeners, but it's just so bad. He's like like school play level of like, clutches he his rolls chest and like all the way rolls down, down the a stairs. spiral staircase, just falls like, culminating <laughs> with his brain falling off. It's perfect. It's so Some perfect gunplay here. Um. I swear to God, like, there's a point where Solo hears a noise from another room and realizes that there are some guys in it, but I swear to God, he heard, like, a twig snap or something. Like, I don't know what the noise was. <laughs> yeah, that was the guy it's bossing, like, oh. yeah. <laughs> Going through a mansion and hearing a twig snap. It's so good. <laughs> Oh, so the the sole the sole point of this scene is to give you some action up front, and so you know that Solo and uh, the Australian guy have worked together before. That's it. Then we go straight back to New York. We go back to Uncle Headquarters. Oh, no, I'm sorry, no, we don't. No, no, no. Um, first, no, we don't. first we meet the villains of the film. Um, oh God, we because do. Because we see You're that right. they are watching the the camera recording of this. Um, one of them is a woman named Serena, and what's the other guy? Yep. What's the guy's name? The other the other guy's <sighs> name is there. Darius too. Okay, and he sounds fully like the nah kind of like newsreel voice. Mm -hmm. It's sort of an attempted mid Atlantic accent. Later on, he does have the best one... line in the whole film. But <laughs> go about your duties, you miserable pervert. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So um, but these two, these two, Serena and Darius, they are agents of Thrush, which is what Wasp is actually called from the last film, and we're allowed to call them Thrush now because the copyright has changed. Um, but they're watching this back, and they're like, "Ah, Napoleon Solo, he's really good. Wish we had an agent who was just like him." Oh, what if we did, though? Yeah, and then we zoom out slightly, <laughs> and we see a guy in my favorite outfit on any guy in a movie, the full facial bandages covering everything apart from his eyes and his mouth. And at this point, I'm pointing at the screen going, that's the spy with my face yeah. from the movie, yeah. the spy with my no, face. She's just had FFS, she's still pretty swollen, she hasn't had it yeah. off yet. She's still wearing a full business suit, though. Like, let's yeah. not overstand. <laughs> 
this man is wearing a suit and tie and a full facial <laughs> Presumably, bandage. Presumably, if he's on the full facial bandages, he must be on some like painkillers. This must be recent surgery. So, I mean, like props to her for getting into full like full <laughs> suit and tie. It's never miss a day of work. Um, <laughs> looks a lot like Joshua Graham from yeah. uh, Fallout New Vegas. Probably yes, still indeed. really constipated from all the opioids that they give you after FFS. <laughs> Yeah, and they're like, okay, it's time to begin phase one of the August Affair, and this motherfucker says the phrase, the August Affair, like he is getting paid to include it. Yeah, it's this, like this, square this phrase space is in the film, like, so, so much, and we don't even find out what the fuck it is till halfway through. Mm-hmm. I, what I love time to about- Time August <laughs> What I love about these movies in general is that, like, Ostensibly, it's two like world-striding organizations in in constant combat. You know, Uncle and Thrush. Mm. However, all of them are played by like English guys. So yeah. essentially, you just swap from one agency to the other, and they all sound fucking identical. Yeah, yeah. And it takes like <laughs> two lines before you figure out if you're with Thrush or Uncle. There doesn't seem to be much in the way of like different corporate cultures or practices or ideologies no. or like styles. Uh, it's just like smart people in suits be like quipping at each other, and it's like, uh, which side are we on? Like corporate culture yeah. of Uncle is the the security Dorito and mm, yeah. the style of thrush. I love the security if one, Dorito. If you makes fuck a return time, appearance you die. in this. Um, right. And then, then we go to we go to New York, um, and we we, we see that thrush are still looks like shit. Thrush <laughs> are giving a briefing um, to th- themselves. Um, I love this. I love this bit so much because they're in an operating theater where the the spy with my face is getting operated on, and uh, Darius, Mister Nya, walks over to a console and says something which I've bemoaned about myself many times. Voice patterns not yet perfect. Because they're adju- they're giving him like they're giving Knew him a facial Robert Vaughnification surgery, and they have to change his voice too. Oh yeah, FRBS. And- yeah, <laughs> and they're like, okay, fine, Getting we'll just do the briefing. Facial Robert Vaughnification surgery. <laughs> <laughs> just putting penis preserving at the start of any medical procedure. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I fucking hope it does. I'm getting a penile preserving appendectomy. <laughs> <laughs> but so they they wheel in the big projector, the mm-hmm. loud projector from the previous movie, and they're like, okay, we'll do a briefing about. This is Thrush's one technological affair. advancement of Uncle is they have quiet projectors. <laughs> they have a series of photos, but I have no fucking concept how you could have ever gotten. Yeah, yeah they have a series of production stills from episodes of The Man from Uncle. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, of the secret entrance to Uncle in Del Floria's flower shop, at which point I wrote down, does every cunt know about the secret entrance? Yeah, especially considering the point? base was breached in the last film, you'd think they'd fucking move. Yeah, they did. They moved it to the flower shop instead of the, the dry cleaners. But we see inside, it's the same. <laughs> they changed the name of the dry cleaners. It's a full of... <laughs> and 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 so the briefing is you're going to impersonate Napoleon Solo or mm. as as he says it that my dear was Napoleon Solo Napoleon, Napoleon Solo you're going to you're going to uh imitate him but in order to do that we're going to have to take care of Ilya Kuryakin because Ilya's his mate and he knows him better than anyone mm. and he's going to recognize it because your voice is too fucking like it isn't parsoid enough so <laughs> we're going to have to kill him 
Um, having to kill a man because your voice doesn't pass. Every day of my fucking life. When when you're gonna go stealth? If anyone knows, they've got to go. That's it. <laughs> that's that's right. Oh, sorry. So at, at this point, we we cut to the real solo coming to the office with with Kuryakin. And you could tell he's the real solo because he gets given a stack of memos from the time he's been away, and it's just like Sandy, Charlotte, Sandy, Charlotte. Sandy. Yeah, he, Charlotte, he gets Sandy. fan mail from all the from all the girls he's been shagging. And my question is, yeah. why does he have this sent to his work address, his secret <laughs> yeah, his, spy his, headquarters? His secretary is really like sort of like procuring for him. She like she even sort of lampshades how many times Sandy has called him by being like an active little thing, isn't she? Is that it's his secretary? Like, or is that like the front desk clerk of the fucking? Yeah, that's office? the front desk clerk, the one who we saw got gassed in the, <laughs> the first place movie. He works. That's not hmm. even his secretary. His like social yeah, secretary, cool. I suppose. <laughs> All his um, like pussy mail is coming to UNCLE headquarters. <laughs> brackets secret entrance under flowers. <laughs> so so he. Having received notes about all of his his like sex appointments, he goes into the office. We get what would now be an embarrassingly long shot of him dialing a phone because rosary phones are hysterical. Yeah, the yep. first and then thing he, he does is use his work phone at the headquarters yes. to call a woman. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. It's Sandy. Sandy. She's no down bad. No idea how to behave in an office environment. <laughs> At this point, I this is sort of like a what not to do office training <laughs> seminar. At this point, I wrote down: girls love to sleep in entirely pink apartments in twin beds and be introduced with the sexy woman music. Yeah, and mm-hmm. also to be wearing um, full makeup in bed. I do this all the time. This is normal. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Yes, this is fem shit. He call he calls this woman who we think is Sandy, and he's like, "Oh, well, I'd love to see you to have sex with you." And she goes. Oh, well, okay, fine, but I'm not actually Sandy. Sandy's my roommate, platonically. We sleep in these twin beds in the same room. Mm-hmm. This is normal also. Yeah, that's platonic. Um, I'll get her. Sandy gets up, gets on the phone, has a refreshing morning cigarette, and Sandy wants the, the fucking the Napoleon solo dick more than anyone we've ever seen. That's right. So far. This woman is down atrocious. Um, atrocious. Unbelievable. She's like, whatever you've been doing, I hope it was penis preserving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the phrase that this scene ends on and the music that comes after is so fucking good that I've got it here. So they agreed I'd go out on a date and then Sandy laments to her roommate. She says, um I have a dinner date at six o'clock. And I don't have a thing to wear. That'll never go out of style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just show up, show up to your date, pussy out. That is the the, the official recommendation of to yeah. the spy with my face. Yeah, yeah, uh, and also kill James Bond. Yeah. Um. So at this point, Solo Solo goes in to see his boss, Mister Waverly, having now decided to do some work. Yeah, of course. And because because the point of this movie is like, oh, is he the real Solo? He pulls a gun in order to get the like. In an episode, in a TV episode, there'll be a commercial break, right? He's just pulled a gun on his boss, and he's creeping up behind him, and then we cut to the commercial, and you try and explain this. But because there's no commercial, because it's a movie, he just creeps up on him, and then he goes, Oh, hey, this is my giving you a report gun that that, that I keep. (laughs) 
Yeah, so <laughs> so he he debombs the mag and like the bottom round in the magazine uh-huh. has microfilm hidden in it, which is about his trip from Australia. And like, why would you hide your microfilm in your in your yeah, gun in, the... in your bullet? Oh, I don't want this to be conspicuous. <laughs> I'll put it in the fucking gun and go through airport security. <laughs> This is the thing about airport security. If you try and carry a gun through airport security, (laughs) if you try and carry a gun through airport security, they're not going to look that closely at anything you've got concealed within that gun on account (laughs) of the gun thing kind of being a bit salient. Napoleon Mm. Solo tips the business success. Okay, when you get into the office, job number one, answer your own personal mail in the office. Job number two, use the work phone from the secret headquarters to arrange a date. (laughs) Job number three, go and see your boss from behind and pull a gun on him. (laughs) And it's not even midday. (laughs) Just got in. It's like 9.35 Maximum. You should do this at work, listeners. Point a gun at your boss, they'll love it. Oh my god. It's so, not 9.30 Maximum. This, a man who does this did not yeah, arrive sorry, on time. Apologies. This is like 11.35. <laughs> He's had like four handles of vodka at this point. As any self-respecting red-blooded American man would at this point. As is Ryan. As is um, holy. And Waverly's like, okay, decode this thing in the bullet you've just sent me. I'm gonna need you to stay late at the spy factory to decode this. <laughs> um, so he and he and Ilya go to the big room where all the computers are, and he's kind of like looking at the clock. And meanwhile, across town, Sandy is onto oh, her shit. second bottle of champagne and trying to fuck a photograph yeah. of Napoleon Solo. A framed glossy of him. Of Robert Vaughn. <laughs> framed glossy of, of Robert Vaughn. Just a classic, like, casting Secret photo. Secret agent! So Secret I want to tell you something, right? So as a joke, um, so in, in my old house, my childhood home where I grew up, and there were, like, photos of the family on the whole table, you know? And, oh like, as a joke, my brother printed out this picture of Robert Vaughn and just, oh like, put God. it on the table to see how long it would take my parents to notice. <laughs> so good. And because my parents are, like, so loving and supporting of their children, they never threw it out. They just, like, put it in the drawer of the whole table, just, like, when <laughs> when guests came round, and we would just, like, keep putting it up and we would just refer to this as Uncle Robert. Fantastic. Fantastic. And in fact, still, the family group chat on WhatsApp is still called Uncle Robert's group chat. And that's Robert has this picture. As Fuck yeah. Hell fucking yeah. I've, I've learned so much, like, Abigail Thorne law. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so she tr- she tries to fuck the photograph of Abby's uncle, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's getting more and more like drunk and fucked up and angry that Napoleon has stood her up. Because the other thing that you need to know about Sandy is that she's crazy, right? She's on those good sixties uppers, and as a consequence, she's throwing glasses of champagne around. Uh, she's throwing the photograph around, and good solo. Uppers for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Solo like begs off work. He gets Ilya to like cover for him. Ilya has a great line, by the way. He just says, "I've uh, got my computers to keep me warm." It's like okay, Good lad. Um, Top bloke. So, <laughs> so Solo Solo goes to Sandy's apartment, and here we get the weirdest fucking scene of the movie because Sandy has a gentleman caller instead of Solo. She's like comforting herself. She's found another man, and this man. Is an inflatable clown that she keeps in her bedroom. I swear this wasn't in the last scene in this bedroom. 
No, it wasn't. So she's it's, like it's inflated like a, it's a it and Bobo the clown since yeah. then. Yes, she has a clown body pillow. Yeah, so she, she, she like, takes drunkily that. and angrily inflated a clown, <laughs> which cannot be a short affair. Let's... Because it because it wasn't in the room that morning. She must have gone. I've got a date tonight, so I'm going to dress up nice. I'm going to put my makeup on. I'm going to inflate the clown, put it in the bedroom next to my bed. What? Oh, I hate it when girls inflate the clown. <laughs> How did the clown? Get in the never mind. You've switched off all of the lights in your house. You've inflated the clown. <laughs> you so forgot she, about she, the poison sockets. She she takes she takes the clown to bed and she's on the bed hugging the clown again like you would a body. This pillow, thing is as perhaps. big as she is. By the way, yeah, is. yeah. Mm. She's doing visual bits. She's doing visual bits on her own to no one because she's, like, she's mad. She's kissing the clown's <laughs> nose. Like, 60s uppers. 60s uppers. She, she was on the <sighs> shit that, that like, Hunter S. Thompson like... was on. I gotta get me some yeah. of these. <laughs> and at this point, Solo knocks on the door like, uh, hey, sorry I'm late. And she goes, no, fuck off. I'm fucking the clown now. That The clown is my man. In a greater sense, Napoleon Solo, it is you who is the clown, because you were going to have sex with me, and now you can't. Of course, listeners, any woman who has sex with a man is a clown. Um, but, uh, so Solo, <laughs> hey. at this point, having been told to go away, lets himself in unannounced to this woman's apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know yep. what the lighting or the makeup situation was in this scene, but Robert Vaughn doesn't look good. He looks like he's made of sweaty ham. Um, yeah, he, he like breaks into her apartment with the most smug expression we yeah, see on him. He doesn't look movie. good. Um, he looks like roasted meat. Um, but she mm-hmm. like uh, like they they kiss like and she's she's into it and then um, Robert Vaughn deflates the clown. What? No, no, no. Hold, hold on, we're gonna we're gonna back up a bit because this is this is a Connery level of non consent happening here. Yeah, yeah. He comes into her bedroom, interrupts her and the clown, and is like, "Okay, I'm gonna kiss you now." And she's like, "No." He kisses her, she kisses him back. In this sort of classic 60s, like, it's okay to vitiate a woman's consent because, like, you know better sort of way. And in front of the clown as well. In front of the clown. In front of a woman's clown. Robert Vaughn cucks this clown. He does, he does. But, but he cucks the clown in a way that heavily implies that he is also going to have sex with the clown later. I can't later believe he's going to give us to 009. He, <laughs> he, he goes over to the clown and he's like, sorry old boy, but three's a crowd. What are you doing later? And then Insanely deflates the line. fucking clown. <laughs> he's going to fuck the clown later. He's a man of principles. He's going to reinflate that clown. He's going to make sure that clown gets <laughs> we didn't see it, but when he when he um cut in on Andrew Vulcan in in the last uh, film, he sucked Andrew Vulcan off. Like he made sure Absolutely. that the man got off. As is right. As I, is holy. I can't stress enough to you the fact that from uh first sight of clown to implication that Solo is gonna fuck clown is three minutes. Minutes fifteen through eighteen of this movie. And I absorbed a sort of like psychic, a number of psychic blows during the course of those minutes that left me reeling. We also see that Thrush are listening through the clown. Through yeah. the clown. What it's the their clown. That clown arrived in her apartment that morning and she was like, huh, it must yeah. be a gift. <laughs> Just inflated <laughs> And the clown has a big fucking microphone in it. Like it's it's perfect. 
And it's ideal. It's we we see me. we see that uh, was it Darius? Yeah, Darius and the man yeah, in bandages Darius. are listening. Too, yeah. Are like listening to this happening, and um, they're listening to Solo's diabolical patter. Because what Solo says, she 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 goes, oh, "I feel like Italian," and he says, mm. "You don't feel anything like Italian food." What? What? What did? <laughs> You come into my house, you deflate my clown, <laughs> and then you try and you, you deflate my clown and you try to fuck me. And as you try to fuck me, you say I smell like Italian food. <laughs> well, no, I don't. I don't taste like Italian. What the fuck is going on? Why did you make us Robert, watch these, Robert, Abby? Robert Ford's, like way of seducing a woman is just like to to pretend that he's had a stroke. He just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just and he, session, mm, man. you don't smell just like toast. <laughs> yeah, and but, every time it fucking works, he's like, you, you don't smell like Italian food. You smell like strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> and the, 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 the best man, part the is the man in bandages says can I watch Robert Vaughn fuck and then Darius yeah. like nah Darius, yeah, Darius's main role in this movie is to like preserve Robert Vaughn's privacy he's like no no one's watching him fuck but also the way in which we find out that they're there is so perfect because Robert Vaughn is doing his diabolical patter of foods this woman smells like. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't feel like. <laughs> Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we just sort of cut to Darius with one eyebrow raised, listening to this shit and slowly zoom out to reveal that, that, that like, the guy in the bandage is there too. Yeah, it's listeners, perfect. It's fucking great. <laughs> listeners, if you ever feel self-conscious about like dirty talking somebody or if you ever just like, as a lot of people People are just like, oh, I don't know if I'd be very mm-hmm. good at like saying sexy stuff mm-hmm. in the moment to turn someone on. Just bear in mind, it can't be worse than this. <laughs> when in doubt, okay, when this is Robert Vaughan's best way of seducing a woman, when in doubt, give her a list of national foods that she's not like. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. When the pussy tastes like pierogi. I, okay, so Solo comes Shut back. Up. Solo. Solo leaves work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, not Solo. Fuck. Fuck. Kuryakin. Oh my god. This is, the best scene. this is the best scene yes. in the fucking movie. Yeah. The, 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 I'm still reeling. He's under attack Ili- in this moment. Yeah. <laughs> he leaves work. He goes out through the flower shop, and there are two little toy robots there. <laughs> and the toy robots fire a couple of missiles. These, at these him. Argos motherfuckers with blue and, yes. and then red plastic and mm-hmm. googly spinning eyes fucking fire missiles at him. Blah. Yeah. Which yeah. He, he with a them bin off lid. <laughs> with a bin lid. And and then he says uh, the the line that you no, asked sorry, me to get sorry, this is no sorry hang on a minute. Mm. First of all, he okay. shoots one of them once and it explodes. Right. The That's second right. one yeah. is defeated yeah. because he takes off his jacket and throws it over it. And just, Surprisingly it, ripped under that jacket by the way. It is important as this that you understand how easily these robots are defeated. <laughs> Yeah, like two seconds apiece. One of them isn't even damaged. It's just incapacitated. It just has a coat over it. (laughs) And and then and then this is unedited. This is pure spy with my face here. I think someone is sending their Christmas presents a little early this year. It's perfect, man. It's fucking spot. <laughs> Which is like, you didn't understand how easy it was to defeat these robots because the very next shot, we cut to Serena, the thrush agent, and she goes, 
Operation Robot failed? Yeah, and she, next doesn't, she doesn't even say Operation Robot. She says Operation Robot, which is my favourite way of but pronouncing she's so it. so surprised Operation. that this failed. She's like, I can't believe Operation she's Robot She's like, genuinely failed. hurt. She's like, it failed? Like, yes, it failed, you fucking yeah. idiot. And then fucking Desmond, too, is like, all right, Serena, try try another strategy. And the, the guy controlling the robots comes see me immediately. And it like suits out. And it's just like a big guy with a fucking like remote control plane and circo. We oh. never see that guy again. But she, that yeah, guy she is, says, shall we try another done. method? And my notes say, how about a fucking gun? <laughs> you have a man with a gun. You know what he is. Shoot him! <laughs> Just like a guy posted up, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Also, <laughs> listeners, these robots are just like about as high as your knee. As oh, yeah, yeah. Maximum. The toys. So, so having okay, Sandy gets Sandy. <laughs> Sandy gets yeah. blown out on this one. Yeah, they go out for dinner. Um, turns out she yeah. does actually feel like Italian food. Uh, mm. Dickhead. And they're having a chat, and it zooms out and sat on the next booth, staring at them, <laughs> yes. is fucking Joshua Graham again. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. And everyone is just like, you know, sort of like, not finding this at all suspicious. And you just see like, edges closer. Um, and then Solo gets called away by, uh, like, a phone call for him. Oh, sorry, first of so all, he, he goes... says how was Rome, and she mm. says it was gay. Mm. Oh, that's true. He, he, she does say that. It was gay? And it was exciting, and it was very lonely. He gets called to the phone, and there waiting for him is Serena. But because in he's like white, gotten, in a white fur shawl, gorgeous. looking bricked up, yeah, incredible. Um, wow. and he he spins around and he repeats his what I'm now finding is his signature move. He puts a gun in her tits, yeah, just like in the first movie. Mm. He loves to do this. So don't worry, this is my they, microfilm gun. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have this kind of fun line where he like sort of broadly like lampshades what always happens to him and he's like oh you're gonna try and take me somewhere and then someone's gonna like whack me over the back of the head and i'll get kidnapped i'm trying to quit doing that yeah, yeah. which is really funny mm. um, God, so much brain damage i keep telling women that they don't feel <laughs> like italian food <laughs> would, you, would you believe that this man had been hit in the head a bunch of times? Mm. You don't feel anything like Italian food. But you know who does feel like Italian food is Robert Vaughn, because Sandy gets jealous and in revenge covers him in yes. spaghetti. She 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 sees she sees him with this beautiful, more attractive, more visibly transgender woman and like throws a plate of spaghetti over him. Um, thus giving him a helpfully discoloured suit shoulder, so that we know which one is the real Solo uh, mm. going forward. Um, I also wrote down in the course of this, I think I have 1950s woman dysphoria. Um, <laughs> what does that uh. mean? <laughs> it's, 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 like, it's like regular gender dysphoria, but for like women in the 1950s. Um, I also said that she was bricked up like Urshavet Battery there, so just uh, one for the history heads there. So, she goes, she says, ah, oh, but what about the August affair? And he goes, oh shit, you know about the August affair, I guess I do have to get kidnapped. Uh, I will come back to your apartment with you. Um, he, he does the, like a little interplay where he tries to get Uncle to put like a tracking device on him, but nothing really comes of it, so it's not important. Um, he, he goes to her apartment with her. Um, they kiss for a bit, 
he showers the spaghetti off of himself. Yeah, because they're making out and she's like, you, ju- you just smell of spaghetti, dude. It's like, <laughs> you, mm, you smell from like Italian like, food. Yeah, <laughs> she goes like, are you wear it well? And he's, <laughs> she's like, would you like to have a like, shower? And he's like, if you would, promise yeah. you're not going to mm. attack me. She's like, please, my please don't kill me when I'm naked and covered in spaghetti. <laughs> God, he, so he, he takes... <laughs> He takes his gun into the shower and he puts it on the soap dish, which is great. Yeah, it's quite mm-hmm. Um and, and she comes in and she's like uh, mm. Yeah. I, I I would like to have sex with you in the shower. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not gonna try and kill you. She walks yeah. in um, in gold they, heels, by the way. Beautiful. Again, nineteen fifties woman this for it. Um so you they can fuck, get some gold heels. They, they still sell these. It's not the it's not the same. It isn't um, the same. It's, it's more it's more it's more about the sort of like um what's the word? phenotype. Anyway, they fuck in the shower. He then he then he, he goes he goes out into the apartment and what I've written down here is Napoleon Solo mixes worst martini ever asked to leave I have, written, I have written down every move he makes while he was uh, creating this martini. Yes. Allow me to regale you. <laughs> Please. <laughs> he's he's stood at the desk. He's got a big bottle of gin on one side and a bottle of vermouth on the Dubonnet, other. Yep. Like a mixing yep. glass in the middle with exactly two ice cubes in it. He <laughs> picks up the gin and pours like half of the bottle into there. <laughs> yeah. and it's like five fingers. <laughs> like yeah. it's like gluck, 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 gluck. like it takes longer than it reasonably should. And <laughs> he picks up picks up his vermouth and he puts in around a thimble full like he inverts that bottle for like 0.1 of a second does not stir and then pours does in not the two glasses pours pours it unevenly into two glasses as well just he gives business. her just... like half the martini <laughs> just shit this is a scene where like your hero like makes a drink to show that he's yeah. like suave and cultured but i think what happened is that Robert Vaughn just doesn't know how to do it and like no one was I, there to no. really teach him I, I choose to read it as a deliberate send-up of that. I, I, I think this is self-aware enough, but they're like, let's have him mix a shit martini now as a bit. And, and he so does. He, he hands her the martini, they sit on the, the sofa, and he's like, okay, you gotta tell me about the August affair. And she's like, oh, what's that? It's the door. You gotta go get the door right now. And he's like, this is the part where I get kidnapped, isn't it? And it is, but not in the way that he expects. Instead of getting hit over the back of the head, um, he just gets like gassed through the intercom, I think. Yeah. So the, um, his double walks in, and it's just like, uh huh. And then, and then, uh, Serena presses a you button. You wouldn't shoot a guy who was also you. Would you wouldn't you? shoot a spy with your face, would you? <laughs> and it goes. Just... <laughs> and then Serena gasses him, and he's not. Yeah, Serena gasses him. Um, the the head from Art Attack releases a burst of the good <laughs> weed, and it fucking takes him out. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 collapses face down into the shag carpet that's so deep you're like afraid he might drown. Um, and then the the double comes in uh, with Darius and some goons. Um, the double kisses Serena, and and she's like, oh, it's not the same. <laughs> it's not really as good. good. It's the double kisses Serena, and like Darius looks over at it, and it for a second he acts like he's mad, and then he just goes, "Excellent, spot on, perfect." Because the real Robert Vaughn had <laughs> lip fillers, and listeners, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but if you ever kiss someone who's had lip fillers, it feels so good. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like really like firm, but also soft. Incredible. That's how you can yeah, tell. A whole new mm. kind of. 
Only a kind of self-awareness that I'm not thinking about. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so th- they they take him to Switzerland, specifically the part of Switzerland that's in Griffith Park in Los Angeles. <laughs> Uh, more specifically, the part of Griffith Park with Griffith Observatory in it, mm. which gets a lot of like exterior shots of like zooming in and be like just outside Zurich, uh, looks like Southern California. It's perfect. Mm. Um, and uh, he, I love old films like, that just sort of have the strong stance that trees everywhere are the same. Yes, yeah, like, everywhere is Southern California. Yeah. Everywhere looks like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so so they chain him up for a bit, and then. He does my favorite thing in this movie, which is every single time he gets a break, even for a second, he just like makes a break for it. He like tries to run, it's even so in the times where he knows it's not going to work. And so they they like unhandcuff him for a second, and he makes a break for it. And a beautiful woman knocks him unconscious in such a way that he falls headfirst into her tits, slides down the rest of her body. And then falls unconscious on the floor. The ideal, uh, which is yeah. the dream, mm-hmm. the ideal. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, Great first date idea for you. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so now we have to catch up with Fake Solo, um, who is going to infiltrate Uncle. We see him go in. He's not really talking much, and he's doing his best to like look sinister. There's also um, a, there's a nice detail that all the secretaries working for Uncle. Presumably because of what happened in the last film, all of them now carry guns, which is quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I love that they treat the fact that he's just walking past a, a large amount of women without making any sort of advances inherently suspicious and sinister. <laughs> I really How were the 1960s possibly homophobic? Um. Anyway, so... It- also, my favourite thing about this hallway scene is there's a guy walking past who is just carrying a contraption. And to me, that's is, scene yeah. setting. Some, something um, we've missed, but I, I desperately want to mention, is that during the scene where Napoleon is being like chained up, it opens on the line from Darius 2, who goes, Will the real Napoleon Solo stand up, please? <laughs> and I, <Yeah. laughs> I was like, nice. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... He goes in, he meets Kuryakin, he meets his boss, Mr. Waverly, and they, they, they get a briefing, which is, you have to go to Washington, D.C., pick up some shit, deliver that shit to fucking Austria, I think, uh, in order to like change the combination of a vault that contains something very secret and very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole time, they're like, sort of like, cutting to fake Solo, who is like, mm, nefarious. Yeah, they've um, got to go and pick up a briefcase from Washington, D.C., which has the new vault combination in it. And Ely Karakin is like, what is in this vault? And they're like, we can't tell you yet. We have big plan. You'll find um, out later in the film in the most incredible yeah. fucking mind-blowing scene you've ever seen in your life. You'll find um, out later, but you won't right. actually really know what it is. Yeah, you'll, you'll kind of find out. <laughs> Still um, not quite sure. We also see that Knife Guy. Mm. Yeah, because they're, they're sending two other guys with them. Uh... They're going to meet those guys in DC, but then after they leave, we see Kittredge, the alleged Australian, come in. Yeah, um, we do. And he makes a fatal error. He tries to do bits with he his does. boss, which I've you should never well. do. Please. The only is... bit you should do with your boss is pulling a gun on him. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Here's the bit. Since our identity photos don't show you with a beard, Mr. Kittredge, is the, um, is the beard real? No, sir, it's a fake. I've got the real one in my pocket. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brutal. If, if someone hits you with the 
Yes. That, you're <laughs> fucked. You're done. done. It's just There's, over for you. There's no way back on that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. So they, they talk. Uh, well, M, M tells Kittredge, uh trail Solo and Kuriakin just to make sure nothing happens to them. Don't talk to them. Don't interact, but just kind of follow them and keep an eye on them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, don't acknowledge Solo as yeah. well. If he like tries to interact with you, he'll understand. Um, they fly to uh, Uncle Washington Branch. Yes. Yep. Yep. Square windows on the airliners, which is uh, which is a real throwback. Jesus. And the, the the flight attendant goes past. Solo takes no notice of her, and Ilya gives him this look that, like, <laughs> yeah. because Solo has like passed up an opportunity to sexually harass a, a flight menace. attendant. This cannot be my boy. It can't be. <laughs> She wasn't showing an interest in him, by the way. It's not like she came by with, like, no. you know, her buttons unbuttoned and was like, "Would you? Is there anything I can get you, Mister Solo?" She's just like normal. She's just a woman. No, he doing has a job. perfectly he he has a perfectly normal interaction with the flight attendant, which is to not look at her. And Elia's like, "Something's fucking up Something's here. Fucked. Something's going on." Yeah, which is perfect. Um, so they fly to DC. They meet the two other agents. Uh, one of them is from Sicily, and the other one is Liberian. Um, and we get another sort of like little shade of like that sort of like sixties progressivism, mm. uh, where this is totally unremarkable. Uh, it was good. Also, you know? it, it occasions one of the funniest moments in the film, where where the Liberian agent yes. comes in and the Italian guy says, "Oh, what's your name?" And he tells him, um, and uh, he says, "Oh, yeah, I worked with your brother. How's your brother?" Cut into just like an extreme close up of the Liberian guy who just goes, "My brother is dead." <laughs> no one and says then they all, shit. They all just move on. <laughs> no one says yeah. shit. What the fuck? Like the delivery is incredible, and the reaction of everyone else in the room is just like beat, beat. So this is our mission. We're gonna. Like, what the fuck? It's like, Great. I, I quite firmly believe no one says anything to a Liberian guy from that point on. <laughs> um, also, I've only met your husband a couple of times, Alice. Um, mm-hmm. And only briefly, but I my notes say that this guy kind of looks a little bit like Chris. He's got the same kind of a like, little bit, same sort of height, yeah. same like like soft features. He's quite charming in the same way. And um, so mm. I I did just oh, call him you, Chris yeah. for the whole for the whole notes. Couple couple of kill my husband. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that Sorry spoilers. That. Uh, so th- they take what is one got to be one of my favorite items in the universe oh, yeah. of items a briefcase with a pair of handcuffs attached to it Fucking so you handcuff yes. it to your wrist love that shit this is how i would carry around everything if i could just day to day um you can do that and i might i might start doing you that you can buy gold yeah. heels <laughs> The whole the whole world is opening up. <laughs> this, 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 um, you can just transition. You can do it. It's a weird ensemble. I'll tell you that. The, the gold heels and the, and the handcuff. Weird case. but powerful. Yeah. yeah no one's going to ask draw you about it. No one's going yeah, to confront you about this. <laughs> well, if I'm going through airport security with my gold heels, my like handcuff briefcase, my gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's all right. It's a microphone gun. Um, yeah. Don't worry. That's right. <laughs> so they, they they pick up this this briefcase. They get on the plane to take it to Austria or Switzerland, whatever the fuck. The Alps, I'll just say. Um, and on on the plane, they're, do- they're doing some like spy work, some spy paperwork together. I'm not sure what the fuck that is. And the flight attendant comes by, and it's Sandy. And fake Solo, first of all, has no way of recognizing her. And second he never of all, saw is saw the gay. video of them fucking. Exactly. This is why you have to let your employees spy on their targets. Fucking. Um, this Darius is like, fuck this. Um, 
but he doesn't recognize her, and so he doesn't interact. He's he just like, oh, can I have a coffee, please? <laughs> it's right. like, oh, can I have some, can I have some coffee, please? Ma Which is a weird tactic to take. Pussy. <laughs> yeah, and uh, see, <laughs> like if Darius he, if... and the fucking fake solo listening, and it's just like a series of squeaks. <laughs> solo, fake solo being like, can I watch this? Darius, like, if you last saw your boyfriend having sex with your inflatable clown. And then the next time you see him, he's just quite brusque with you, and he's like, "Oh, can I just have a coffee, please, stewardess?" Mm. I think you'd be within your rights to be hurt, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And Sandy is hurt partly because of this, and partly because she's crazy. Mm. I'm gonna talk about how this fucking movie mm -hmm. thinks about women. Um, and so she's very offended. She goes back to the galley where there's another flight attendant. And we have a very interesting little scene where this this other flight attendant is just like, well, maybe he's married. Sometimes they forget that they're married, and it's 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 a very interesting sort of scene about like womanhood of the time, in a way that doesn't pass the Bechdel test, if you know what I mean. It's like this is this is an interesting vignette. And then she kind of like makes him his coffee and she like puts her smile back on and she goes back out. But because she's crazy, she spills the hot coffee all over his dick and balls. That's right. Um, but he uses this to his advantage because he uses it as an excuse yes. to go into the bathroom and like photograph the contents of the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a whole intrigue here with like a guy switching the case. And this, this leads to a scene where like he's in the bathroom doing the shit and like such all a of long his case. Long scene, man. Well, that's that's the other thing. Is like, I hate when I'm in the bathroom and my boys are outside timing me to make sure there's nothing suspicious going on in there. This is this is like social anxiety shit. Um, mm. But they but they are because they can't be like out of sight of the case. Your boy General Urubov is like, I am timing you. Horrific. I'm always so, fighting for my life in the toilet, man. I can't be having someone outside of a stopwatch. No, I'd lose it. You can't be like gone for like a, a period of time. That's no, no. These thank boys you. have separation um, anxiety. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, but that also, true, in true. in the process of photographing the contents of the case, a loose button falls off his jacket and ends up inside the case. We will. This becomes mm. important later. Yeah. So so he he brings the case back, and then on the way out, Kittredge, the Australian, sees him, and. He goes, because he's overheard the stewardess talking about how it, oh, it's almost like he didn't recognize It's almost me. like he's a um, different person. Kittredge like puts it together instantly in his mind, and he's like, Oh, it was cool being with you in Australia when I got shot in the right shoulder. Um, and because he's seen the video of this, the doubler's able to be like, Oh, no, you weren't. You had, you had a knife in, in, in the left shoulder. Uh, and Kittredge is instantly like... Instantly soothed. Instantly yeah, he's like, oh, this is my boy. Despite the fact that Kittredge knew <laughs> at the time that he was on camera when that, when that yeah. happened. <laughs> he's like, this is my boy. Um, <laughs> and as, as you do when you meet your boy on an airline, you offer him dankest fucking ganja you possibly can put together. <laughs> yeah. The deadliest I, see, shit. Smoking on a plane, man. Like Smoking on a plane. <laughs> I've been saying for a long time that we need to Smokes invent the cigarette plane. that's good for you. I've been saying this so much. This cigarette is even worse for you than usual. Yeah, well, this is mm. the thing. This is the cousin of the cigarette that's good for you. This is the cigarette that kills you instantly, <laughs> which I would hate to smoke. <laughs> uh, There's one of those in the world at any one time. <laughs> 
And Kittredge, having OCD when I was a smoker was fucking atrocious because I'd be like, oh, there's one of those in every pack and it's random every time. Mm. Um, so Kittredge, like, he smokes the cigarette that kills you instantly and is killed instantly and collapses back in his seat. Cyanide! <laughs> Damn yeah, it. but just in case the audience can't put it together, he goes, Cyanide! I remember you must have seen me on the video camera, and that's how you knew about that! And then collapses. The cigarette that kills you instantly! Not and the then collapses. Black, like. I love the cigarette that kills you instantly because, so fucking Because much. this was from the days um, when cigarette companies were still deliberately and knowingly covering up the fact that their product causes cancer, we don't get a line which is just like filthy habit or like habit. those things will yeah. kill you like we don't get that line that you would these days but no, back then they're it's, like, it's like that's so ironic cigarettes are normally so good for you <laughs> it's, do it's done the opposite of soothing his t-zone yeah just getting killed <laughs> by the cigarette aggravated it <laughs> getting killed by the cigarette that kills you is like it's like getting killed by like muesli to them they're like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> holy shit the muesli that kills you instantly <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so Kuriakin sees the guy dead and is like, oh, he must have been a, a, a thrush agent, right? And, and fakes, so I was like, yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. and instantly, uh, stone fucking cold, Kuriakin is just like, all right, beautiful. I'm going to plant a, a little card in his wallet that says he's a diabetic. So then we could be like, yeah, must have died of being a diabetic. Fucking sucks all. LOL. He was he was a diabetic, a death sentence. And the thing is, <laughs> later on, as they're getting off the plane when they find the body, Kuriakin like inserts himself into the scene as like the nearest man, and he just goes through the guy's pockets. Doesn't check his pulse or anything because that's gay shit. He just goes through his pockets and he goes. He was a diabetic. <laughs> I have that exact same drop. <laughs> So good. I love the music. Um, so, the, the stings are so fucking good. Always. Also, I love the way Elia flirts with the with the stewardess, where she's like, "Oh, what do you do?" And he says, "I pretend to be a businessman, but secretly I'm a Russian spy." And she goes, "Oh yeah." He's in got the off better game than Solo yeah, does. In the off well, he immediately wins the Brian Cox Memorial Award in intelligence. Um, of course. But then she turns <laughs> it around on him by saying, "Oh yeah, when well, I'm not a stewardess, I'm like a linebacker for the Chicago Bears. Like it's quite cute." Yeah, and he it's goes, great, yeah. "Do you think that a, a linebacker for the Chicago Bears and a Russian <laughs> spy could maybe fall A quirked up Russian spy. <laughs> Just for the one time, do you think it would be possible <laughs> to let meanwhile, a up Russian spy hit just once? Oh, I'm sorry. Meanwhile, back at Griffith Observatory, I'm sorry. The, you, you may be asking yourself at this point, is the real Napoleon Solo getting pussy at this time? And the answer is sort of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would have thought you'd really he enjoy this scene, Alice, because he's first handcuffed oh, do. down, and then he's massaged yep, by an aggressive blonde lady. Called Nina, who I wrote down, hello. Uh, <laughs> I also appreciate that once again he makes an attempt to break for it. <laughs> yeah. Like anytime. <laughs> this is this is Solo's like work tip number two is anytime if you're held captive, anytime the handcuffs come off for a second, you make a break for it every single time. If you're fast enough, like yeah, lure them into a full sense try. of insecurity. <laughs> Just go all the time. Anytime you feel the slightest amount of slack on your handcuffs, just fucking immediately make for the exit. <laughs> if, if, if you're in, if you if you find yourself in like restraints, what you're gonna want to do is start thrashing wildly against them at 
any time, yeah. any moment, 100%. all the time. <laughs> Maintain kayfabe the entire ne- time, and then the yeah. second you never think habituate a yourself to capture. <laughs> Always try to escape. Never play it cool. Never try and like put on a facade. Just go every time. <laughs> but. So- <laughs> <laughs> but so Nina's giving him this like aggressive <laughs> massage. He steals one of her hairpins by trying to smell her hair, which Normal. is Biden-esque. Danger. Um, <laughs> also, yeah. something else. Something else I noticed. Whenever Solo's about to say some shit, like whenever he's about to go a bit off-piste, he opens like Bob Hope by saying, "I tell you." <laughs> and he does this with Nina a couple of times. He's like, I tell you, your hair smells amazing. Uh, I tell you, my latissimus dorsi is a little bit, uh, is a little bit tense or whatever. Um, and meanwhile, we see through a peephole that a guard is watching them. And this is when we get the go about your duties, you miserable pervert. Line just so as good. Darius pushes him away, and then also like immediately takes over and, <laughs> and starts immediate- watching. <laughs> yeah, and like like not even like subtly, like his hands are like pressed against this thing. He's <laughs> so into it. Yeah, like, oh, it's perfect. He's oh. like a jealous voyeur. Then mm. then we get sorry the best scene of the entire film because so the yes. the lads the fake double and, and the lads um they rock up to this like this hillside bunker with the case to to deliver it. Um, and at this point, listeners, um, the film is like kind of dragging a little bit because there's a little bit of intrigue with like cases being swapped and combinations, and we're shown every detail of that. And at this point, I'm kind of like sitting back in my chair, like, yeah, okay, stuffing the case, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they deliver it to this lady um, who runs the vault, who just goes, aliens are real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, she, she she doesn't open with that. She opens with first, we're gonna need you to dress like a slightly different kind of dipshit. Everyone put on these big goggles and these coveralls. Then she gets them down into the vault, and she's like, "Right, aliens are real. We've been in, we've been <laughs> intercepting transmissions from beyond the stars that show that we could one day be assaulted by aliens." And so, as a response. <laughs> <laughs> and I've written down, huh? <laughs> this film I takes wrote, a my, my note hard is left turn at this point. Like we're two okay. thirds of the way in, and they just all caps, aliens. double underlined, spy fi Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the thing is, all the agents just react to this like, yeah, of course, yeah. I was like, huh? <laughs> Not uh, once do like, any of oh. them go, what? <laughs> it's like, yeah, why? Why wouldn't we develop the anti-alien weapon? Um, and the anti-alien weapon is is like. A kind of electromagnetic gamma ray. Yeah, it's not actually even specified what this is. So the thing in the vault is called Project Earth Save. First of all, great name. Um, and that's that's the kind of anti-alien ultimate weapon. We never really find out exactly what it is. The lady running the vault says that it would literally nullify all nuclear weapons on Earth if it was ever used. And it's like, what is What? She has an insanely hard line here too, because she says, "Oh, don't take off the fucking glasses, the goggles, or else." Because if you look at that shit in the vault, you're gonna—it's like the wish granter. You're gonna want to go in the vault, and you're not coming back out of the vault. And she says, "Why? Why you did she open the vault?" Then? Yeah, and then you she just for no reason opens the vault. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gonna, she's don't like, look "Don't at this look thing at this. I'm about to reveal. Check this out." <laughs> and 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 she says, that was "You test. can't say." You can't save a man who no longer exists, which is insanely hard. They open the case, and then 
the Liberian agent, Chris, my husband, sees the button in there, puts two and two together, and fake Solo just knocks the goggles off his head, instantly causing him to look in the vault and being yeah, he's like, it's, ti- it's time to go in the vault. Mm-hmm. It's time um, to go in the vault. Uh-huh. But there's that and light the pouring vault. out of the door and like weird like visual effects. It's like the Ark of the Covenant. And, yeah, it's but actually not pretty cool, honestly, because obviously this was like a... It's a good conceit. Because I knew what the fuck it was. <laughs> or how I like that? that I don't know how what does that help? How does that help deny aliens? Oh, whatever. Um, because the aliens fun. would also want to get in the vault. Yeah, the aliens would be like, yo, so, like, shit, invading. is that a vault? <laughs> Just the down vault? there, like, uh, yeah, whatever. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Just a sign that's like, check out this vault. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, yo. Let's go, do not wear goggles. <laughs> I love to meet all of my normal human friends at vault. <laughs> not bring goggles. <laughs> this will work. 100% this will work. Yeah, this forestalls that out the on entire the golden record on Sputnik. <laughs> <laughs> All, all humans love yeah. to go to vault and look in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the keys to our entire planet are within vault. <laughs> I'm mentally capitalizing this every time, and I hope you are too. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. It's in like small caps. Um, <laughs> you so- see that when the lads get back to the hotel, the kind of ski lodge hotel afterwards, they are like kind of fucked up by this because they're like, oh, we were going to go hiking, but everyone's just like, yeah, I just saw Alice's husband get devoured by Vault. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, just yeah. Stay in he just, he's in the vault now. I just now. found out aliens are real. I'm just going to take the afternoon <laughs> off. I think like, he's like, yeah, I appreciate it. I like the Sicilian agent. It's just like, you know what, man? I'm probably going to have a lie down. <laughs> don't, don't really feel up to it right now. I'm on some like sort of outside context problem shit right now, dude. I did not expect to deal with an accession this morning. I'm not happy about this. <laughs> yeah, I'm sort of questioning whether that guy is separable from the vault now. Um, yeah, but so meanwhile... That guy's in the vault, but don't worry about yeah. it. He doesn't he no is longer he, like, exists. You vault? can't save him. He's gone. Uh, that's true. So, meanwhile, back at Griffith Observatory, we get a sort of a horrible scene that I really don't like. Solo's eating dinner, which is like fucked-looking mashed potatoes, and he takes a light bulb out of the like light fixture, breaks it, and puts broken glass in his food. This is a, I this is I don't this is a real thing for me. I thought we were done with this after Jack Ryan. I, mm. but so uh, because the guy is spying on him. Like presumably hoping he's gonna fuck something else. He's like, uh, you can't be having broken glass in your food because that's bad what, for what you. What did he think he um, was gonna do with the broken glass? Yeah. Well, the, we see what because he sees the guy spy on him. It makes the guy go, oh, well, I'll just take the, the guy, other light bulb out the, of this light. What fitting. did the guy think he was gonna do with this? Yeah, kill yeah, himself. Probably some sort of like suicide attempt, I'd imagine. Uh, I, I don't, I don't particularly know. Mm. I don't know, if I was being locked in a cell and given all my food and regular pussy, I probably wouldn't kill myself, but whatever. Um, yeah, regular Swedish masseuse pussy. Um, but So mm, he takes the other light pussy. fixture and he like... Foot irregular. <laughs> Swedish masseuse pussy, actually. <laughs> it's a non-congruent Swedish masseuse like, pussy. Have you got any clowns? Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, what's the Swedish pussy like in the vault? <laughs> sponsored visitation with the clown. No, not the fuck it. We're not doing outside context pussy. We can't Cla- do that. We're Clown- not. <laughs> Cloungical visits. Pussy Thank beyond you. your wildest imagining. <laughs> See, I have no frame of reference for Don't just... look directly at the pussy. <laughs> yeah, I just can't say a man who no longer exists. <laughs> <laughs> never, never remove your pussy eating goggles. <laughs> 
after that. <laughs> Friend of mine one time. Tried to eat pussy about his, his welding goggles on. He's he's inseparable from the pussy now. It's it's impossible to know. He's gone. He's out of here. You can't. Don't he's touch gone. him. He'll drag oh, him in. He'll drag you in with him. <laughs> the fall is the wind. The fall is such a fucking insane thing to drop in the middle. And of they just the leave it there. Episode. It's just gone. <laughs> This is in the eighth episode just, of the series. Just <laughs> by the way, aliens are real. Don't worry about it, though. Uh, we'll beat them with this. Continue on with your spy shit. Yeah, you can just do that. It doesn't matter. You know aliens are real. We'll get them with the vault. Don't worry about it. It's a solved problem. As soon as he's left in the dark, Solo escapes using the like hairpin that he took out of Inga's hair or whatever. Um, and then activates the escape vent that they've helpfully put in his cell. There's like there's like a grate on either end of these, and neither of them are like secured to anything by anything. So he just lifts it off and gets in. Um, he climbs up into the like dome of Griffith's observatory where Darius is there, and Darius is like, "Ah, we're gonna fight, but I've triggered the auto destruct clock, and I love the auto destruct clock. It's fantastic." <laughs> The auto destruct for the whole base is yes. One button. <laughs> Darius, Darius has some sort of like self-esteem problems because he's like, ah, oh, I see Napoleon Solo is in the room. It's time to kill myself and everyone around. But the, but, but the um, button, the 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 process to destroy your entire base is one yep. button, and it's just like yep. on the wall. This thing is—it's not even a button. It's a is, clock. It's a is, wall clock. And it also cannot be deactivated. So this thing is like no. easier to activate than a fucking fire alarm. Like, why is it one <laughs> button? They're just like now we're all fucked. Like, put it behind glass, dude. <laughs> like two keys, anything. Any yeah, gun. like a password, maybe. Any of the no, classic no. methods, but no. But it's fortunately, like there like isn't easy. Yeah, there is an easy way around it, which is the solo just like moves the hands of the clock to delay it. Which, which? Why wouldn't you tape it down? Which is the delightful scenario that somebody accidentally knocked it like a week ago, and and then the agents have rushed to keep remembering. (laughs) Every thirty minutes, someone has to move the clock back to thirty minutes. Well, close that time. (laughs) So, so, Thrush, not don't work there. No, it don't work there. They've got the Terrible boiling piss. Racing. They've got the fucking. They've got. Oh dear. Oh dear. So 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 Solo kills Darius. He escapes onto the roof of Griffith Observatory. It's cool that they got to film on the real thing. Mm. Um, I, I stopped the clock at one hour ten minutes and thirty one seconds from start to first uncle chop between the shoulder blades. Yeah, perfectly takes uh, out a guard. He, like, as he takes out a guard. Yeah, um, uncle chop. Gorgeous. Yep. He uh, he steals some like incredibly plastic-looking grenades, uh, and then as the base blows up, he escapes into that famous Swiss-Austrian chaparral mm-hmm. um, yeah. of Los Angeles County. The, the classic, classic mountain chaparral. That's right. Uh, meanwhile, Ilya is still like he's on a date with his uh, his the air stewardess, hostess. Yeah. And we get a joke which I think is making fun of racist jokes, which is again sort of like curiously progressive, where she asks him what he thinks of Americans, and he goes, I find them very charming, but I wouldn't want my sister to marry one. <laughs> I, I like, like it. it. Yeah. yeah I, I thought that Funny. was pretty good. 
I really, I really um, like Ilya in this. I, I, I do too. Very charming. Even McCallum's a better actor than Robert Vaughn. I'll yeah, say he is. it's it's also quite cute that that she's just like, I'm so horny. Please fuck me. And he's like, Do you want to like talk about art or literature or like See, again, again, sixties like, woman Dick? dysphoria. Sixties <laughs> woman dysphoria. You could wear the gold heels. You could walk into every social interaction with dick inside me when, and that was just it was yeah perfect incredible. Um, Yo, I brought this so clown. To... Uh... <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. But so he he's interrupted. Fuck, I can't believe I didn't think to use that. Uh, they're they're interrupted by a phone call from Uncle uh, from M. Who tells Kuryakin, Oh, hey, that diabetic guy, he was one of us. He you worked uncle. with him. You worked with this man. You, met him, you were you? in that scene. You were in the first scene. You were there when he got the knife thrown at him. You were there. Did yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, really uh, sure. Ilya has, has forgotten this. Doesn't matter. Uh, and he, he puts together, Okay, th th this is in fact not my boy. Solo is fake solo. Um, and he has the like combinations to this the safe that contains Project Earth Save now, and also Chris. Um, that's <laughs> he's right. The, he's um, the vault. He 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 walks into the the sauna where Fake Solo uh, is trying to kiss uh, Serena. Christ, Serena, yeah, Serena. But she's Serena, not and Serena. He's not. Serena's solo. on some turf shit. She's on some turf shit. What she says is the ingenious plastic surgery of Thrash can make a sow's ear look like a silk purse, but it will never feel like a silk purse. He's a medically created Napoleon Solo, and it's not the same as like a biological She's Napoleon like, I'm not solo. interested in your fucking, your axe wound, <laughs> yeah, your fucking, yeah. your exogenous hormones Napoleon Solo. Yeah, she, she, she's not happy with the quality of his like neo-vagina or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I mean, they, they, are, point, they are right, you can't tell the difference, we're better. Mm. Yeah, he's <laughs> got custom upholstery. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And if you ever take the goggles off looking into one, you're never coming you're back. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and Ilya, Ilya fails the most basic test. The thing that Solo fails all the time. He he goes, wait a second, you're not the real Solo. Gets hit over the back of the head. Yeah, um, his line is pretty good though. He does hit the fake Solo in the balls first, which is funny. That's that's true. Uh, He's like, his balls would never be like this. Um, he, no, he goes in, he's just like, uh, that guy was a fucking Uncle Agent Hey pal or some shit like that. And, and <laughs> yeah. Fake Napoleon's like, no, you're not interrupting anything, we were actually just leaving. And, and Ilya's line is, he would have had more savoir faire than to leave, which I found to be mm. quite charming. He knows That's his good. boy. So, so, so we get another heat-based torture as they lock yeah, him in the sauna in a full the second movie in a row where they try and steam an Uncle Agent to death. Yeah, Third yeah. cooked agent, I think. I'm calling it steamed in the first one. Uh, the Liberian guy gets microwaved. Um, yeah. And this guy is just in an I would say he's... cooker. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, they, they lock him in the thing. They like put a big out of order sign on there. Uh, turn the heat all the way up. But he is able to like uh, call for help by like kicking the bench with his dress shoes well enough that his like flight attendant like, sees him and releases him. Um, at this point, real Solo is on his way there, he's got a convenient like bandage over his eyebrow so we know he's real Solo. Fake Solo and Serena are gonna go and kill him. They keep in a line that Robert Vaughn fucks up, uh, where he says like, we're gonna have to get to, have to, uh, line, and they just leave they it leave in. It in. And then, then he says, oh, so the, the plan is, okay, we're gonna 
go and kill the Wheeler Berlin solo, chuck him and Sandy off a cliff, uh, and then and then mm. you'll be the victim of amnesia. It's like, okay, great, great, great plan. <laughs> Sounds good, man. It's, it's all going really well for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last uh, and, plan. And so trying his best. Yeah. <laughs> so they do intercept solo with Kuriakin like giving chase. Yeah, I've written random Sicilian dude. Everyone angrily rides a motorbike at 20 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, they, they shoot out the tires of the motorbike and then real solo and fake solo fight. But we don't get the scene that I expected the whole movie of which one do I shoot? Because Serena just fucking stands there kicking her heels, not helping at all. Yeah, like, just she like, just watches okay. this fight the same way that a lot of the audience is just like, yeah, it's just like puts her hair behind her ears. <laughs> I, I've, yeah, I've doesn't wrote seem this particularly well. bothered. <laughs> She's watching like a brutal fight for death with a level of interest approaching, like seeing an interestingly shaped cloud, just being like, oh wow. Huh. And then ultimately she 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 like shoots fake solo, evil solo, who like goes over the edge of the cliff. Um and at this point, I'm like, did his dick like turn her good? Because James Bond's done that before, but usually the women are at least briefly conflicted. But as we find out afterwards, as she he, as he's sort of like debriefing her, it's much more mercenary than that. And I actually like this a lot. She's like, no, th this was a fuck up from start to finish. If I'm the only survivor, it's not my fuck up. It's the dead guy. You're gonna let me go because I saved your life and you're a good guy. And I'm not, so I can just keep doing whatever. Um, and it's 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 genuinely quite good. It's smart. I like it. It's Machiavellian. Um, also, Sandy is there, and we see that like we get a, like, oh, am I the real solo thing? And we find out that he is the real solo because he kisses Sandy, and she's into it because of the lip fillers or whatever. And in a perfect, perfect line, Ilya just describes Vorsch. When an attractive woman passes, he responds automatically. Go about your duties, you miserable pervert. <laughs> that was brutal, Alice. Can we keep that in? Like, <laughs> I, yeah. I think we can. I can keep it in. I, I, yeah, yeah. When an attractive woman passes, he responds automatically. Uh, <laughs> that's the fucking movie. That's that's the spy in, with my Robert face. As Robert is making out with Sandy in the background, a clown slowly inflates. Um, <laughs> I, genuinely, like. I would say what passes for quite a sweet ending in the 60s, although to be fair, mm. the, the reason why it's sweet is because uh, both men involved received their reward pussy, but like, yes, that's why yeah. I say for what passes for it in the 60s, but like, eh, I don't know, I don't so, know anymore. Serena, Serena gets to be like a sort of like competent rival and she gets like <laughs> yeah. kind of agency sort of like not wholly based on sex appeal. Yeah, on the other hand, like I, I, I can't Yeah, I, I can't stress enough the extent to which this movie goes with like, by the way, Sandy is crazy. Yeah. Um because she's like boy crazy. And this is just like a normal thing. Um because women be like that. And it's like only some of us. Uh <laughs> what is what is what does the spy with my face say about masculinity, do we think? What, what if what if there was two of you? I mean, I'm still reading from the aliens thing personally. Yeah, what if there was aliens? That's a fucking that says a lot about masculinity. As yeah. if there was aliens. It does. It does say uh, kind of quietly. It says if hey, if you and the boys are out in the '60s, it's okay if one of you's black. Which that's true. Okay, weirdly yeah. progressive for the era. Mm-hmm. He will die. Uh, He'll be the only one who does. But you know. <laughs> yeah, but. He's it, it's being black is sort of morally equivalent to being Sicilian, right? 
which is for the for 1965 is progressive. Yeah, I put that on the quotes page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is also something that old northern Italians believe, but in the opposite direction. Um, mm. fucking, we have a we have a science based. We do system. have a science based rating system on this podcast. It's called the Scum System. Uh, how smarmy is this movie, and why is it nine out of? I seven? don't think it's as smarmy as last time. It's not. Oh, I don't know. Is it? I actually don't know because, like, the thing about it is that Napoleon, real Napoleon, doesn't actually get that much screen time, mm. and he's the, the smarmiest the, member. Mm, <laughs> that's true. On the other hand, the argument for the prosecution. Mm. You don't feel anything like Italian food. I don't think that's smart. He's... That's just a man's dying brain. <laughs> He's so smarmy, he tries to fuck an inflatable clown on instinct. Like who among us? Um, I'm leaving me? that one. <laughs> I'm leaving that one on the ground. I'm afraid. Me, me amongst us, I've never <laughs> fucked uh, an inflatable clown. I've um, fucked some clowns of, in like, my time. Let any... me tell you. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> some clowns in my. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> never fucked an inflatable clown. I'll put that. I'm willing to no. put that on the record. Yeah, yeah. Nor have I. <laughs> <laughs> so four, five. Last time was five. If you think it's less, four. But mm, yeah, four. Fine. Yeah, four's fine. Four's fine. Cultural insensitivity. So it is over half. Cultural insensitivity. Um, relatively low. Like the sort of the only, uh, like yeah. The, it, it does say that like the Alps are indistinguishable from Southern California, which it's I suppose really. is a kind of like. American parochialism to the extreme, oh, which I quite like. I think that's just limitations of the, the of the form. Yeah, there is like yeah, but there's, there's, one there's bits of, of California that look like the Alps. The, mm. You don't. You could drive there, but you didn't want to drive like an hour. There is one uh, person of color named person of color of the cast, and he is the guy who dies. That's yes. true. It's not great. Uh, I'm not it, saying it's, it's not. good. It did it, it very much come out in the late 60s, but not in the late, uh, mid 65. Three? Compare this to a Bond movie time. of the time. Yeah, I, yeah, very true. I would say, if anything, yeah, 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 three, three's, I think it's about the same, yeah. Sure. Uh, Unprovoked violence. Uh, probably slightly uh, higher than last time because they do, they do kill people this time, including the driver at the start who was unarmed. He kills that guy for bottoming. I mean, that's, if nothing else, homophobia. Yeah, um, put that under cultural insensitivity, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, they, they, they kill a lot of people. That driver at the start was an old man, and he didn't have a gun. Okay, mm. yeah, that's 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 a significant infraction. I'll go ahead and mm. say it. Yeah, killed an old man. I I, I could I could do like three. Yeah, years, I'm happy for that. Uh, sure, and sure. misogyny. Last time was eight. I think it's less bad, but it's still pretty fucking bad. Um, again, I think it's better than a comparable Bond movie. Um, on the other hand, it is a sort of running, harmless gag that, like, Solo will just sort of sexually harass flight attendants. Yeah. Um, like, he's a known and, like, danger. Is... Yeah, well, exactly. Plus, he does, like, sexually assault a woman on camera. And then, sort of, like, yeah, no, it's high. It's high. I want to say... It's got to be at least a seven, right? Last we did time eight was, last, last time. Last time was eight. It's more or less misogynistic than last time. Hard to. Ooh. 
I think it might be more. I think it might be more because the, like, the assault on camera, you're right. Like, okay. I think it's I think it's a nine. Yeah, let's give it a nine. In that, in that case, uh, that gives it a total score of 19, which is uh, worse than last time. Um, and it's like starting to get towards the higher end of things. Uh, equivalent to Diamonds mm. Are Forever, if you're keeping track of Ooh, the bonus. Wow. And from Russia with love. And that's that's oh, what a film like was. deep Connery. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. God. It's it's kind well, of interestingly uh, paralleling. That's quite interesting that we had 17 and then 19, which was Dr. No and from Russia with love. Um, so if we're on track, if it's also following the same uh, scores that the Bond franchise did, uh, next time will be the man from Uncle's Goldfinger and it'll be really bad. Um, but we shall see. Lord. I don't know what well, the that, next one's called. The next one is called One Spy Too Many. Um, Isn't that the plot it, of this one? And... <laughs> yeah. One spy yes. too many. One Any spy, spy too many. Uh, and then after that, we have one of our spies is missing, the spy in the green hat, the karate killers, the helicopter spies, and how to steal the world. So we, we, have, we have a great deal of work ahead of us. Helicopter um, spies. That's right. What well, are we doing for our next bonus episode? I believe you have the choice. Equilibrium. <laughs> Equilibrium, a movie about taking your hormones. Uh, so join us for that. It is free, because we're doing free bonus episodes over the winter, but we have a Patreon, you can subscribe to it if you do have a spare cash and you want to send us some. Mm. We appreciate it very much. Uh, it only remains for, <laughs> well, for us... It's time for us <laughs> to... Uh... Give so look into the vault. Signal, remove our goggles Fucking and look into the vault. <laughs> our clowns. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and we will see you in the vault, uh, as where all future episodes will be recorded from. Normal uh, thank human you for listening beings love to, to go to the vault. The vault. The vault. 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 Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Kill James Bond. I've got to stop saying yet another at the start of it because it makes it feel like uh, we've overstayed the welcome. Congratulations for listening to yet another episode of Kill James Bond. Uh, currently, you do not have to give us any money, but some people do, and it would be rude of me not to give them their dues. So, our £15 and above patrons are Christine Fox, Amanda Comet, Orcs Winchester, Gustavo Lira, Jack Holmes, Paint McCalla, Thomas Oberhart, Nick Boris, Yarek, Natamori, Harriet DeCock, Corios, Commissar formerly known as Jen, Library Hitman, Beef Crime, <laughs> Benno Rice, Jonathan Gerde, Callan Burney, Max Gamenhart, Jack Drummond, Kit Devine, Kentucky Fried Commie, Jay Martindale, Hellblood Hands, Lysamesh, Jonathan Siegel, Tarp O, Big Titty Goth Girl, Mothman, George Rohag, Trip. So every time I say Mothman, I find it funny. Uh, Harrison Fuller, Trip. Charlie, Out of the Closet. Alex, a trans robot. I don't, I don't quite understand this one. <laughs> L plus A, Rajan, Warm in Florida. Sure, enjoy yourself. Uh, Zoe Shepard, Turfs Eat Shit and Die Alone. Elizabeth Cox, Danny Porter, The Ultra Flat Typewriter Company, One Late. Finn Ross, Quinn Valeri, Alfredo, Big Old Boy, uh, Rail Leal, Wolfie, Al Irwing, Lucy Keeley, Millie, Josh Simmons, Lauren Bastin, and Robert Greensmith. Thank you very much. Kill James Bond is Alice, Abigail, and Devon. Our producer is the wonderful Nate Bethay. Our podcast art is by Matty Lipchansky, and our website is by Tom Allen. See ya.